Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Nate. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the Netflix show, You. Today we are covering episodes 7 and 8 of season 3, titled We're All Mad Here and Swingin' a Mess. <laughs> Just, we weren't <laughs> sure what that was going to mean last week, and now it's the most clever thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm so happy about it. I had to giggle when I put up the feedback post because uh, I had just watched episode mm-hmm. eight and I was putting up the feedback post and I'm like, you know, now this title just makes me giggle after having just watched <laughs> that episode. <laughs> that was a, it, it's, it's a good one. These are a couple of interesting. Really <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were just talking before we were recording about the episode titles uh, in, in the show. And I, I had mentioned that I thought a lot of them, um, came from songs and you were looking back at some of them and a lot of them are just kind of like pop culture kind of references, movie references um, or some song references. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I like the, we're all mad here because it's got the whole Alice in Wonderland theme. And that's what we have in episode seven, which was fun. That was kind of a fun. That gala looked incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be there. I'd attend to that. That looks really cool. Absolutely. It was like awesomely decorated the food, what little I saw of it looked amazing. And I loved, uh, loves blue dress. I thought she just looked yeah. gorgeous, you know? Um, and I thought even, um, Marianne you know, Sherry's great. Marianne <laughs> was looking smoking hot and uh, even Sherry yeah. looked, looked really great. That like whole, like <laughs> queen, <laughs> get up the queen of hearts. Or, wait. Yeah. Kind of fits her, I guess. Um, <laughs> kind of does kind fit of her. Kind of uh, does. Yeah, I liked when she had she had like the little um, kind of thing around her 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 neck, and she kind of sh- shimmy her shoulders a little bit, and then that would kind of shim- shimmer with her too, and it was kind of kind of cute. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was fun to see everyone in their costumes, and uh, I am a you know do like the whole. Alice in Wonderland. So that was kind of a fun theme. And then, yeah, episode eight, uh, we kind of go from this, you know, gala fundraiser to some swinging, mm-hmm. which I was funny because I think we've talked about that and kind of talked about some of like the homoeroticism, you know, uh, theme in the show between the right. fellas and, you know, kind of was like, I feel like there's something, you know, under the surface here. Um, that I was kind of picking up on. I was wondering if it was maybe going to go this way, um, you know, that there might be some swapping or swinging or, mm-hmm. you know, Pretty a sure little. All the guys that were on that camping trip have played with Sherry and Carrie at one point or another. <laughs> it brings a whole new, me- like, meaning to their camping, you know, uh, which is fine. But yeah, I was like, yeah, I just thought I picked up on a little bit of a tone there. Um, so yeah, really fun. A couple of, of great episodes. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I liked them and I was, I was entertained and it sounds like you were too, right? Oh, you yeah. like these oh, two? Yeah. like them good. a lot. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. We're, and we're here at the end. We, you know, we have these two and then we've got 
the the final two and then that'll that'll wrap season three already kind of amped up i'm like we're gonna enjoy this discussion we're gonna try to really break it down (laughs) but i also in the back of my mind like as soon as we're done recording this I get to go watch the fi- uh, finale, the final two episodes, and I know how this all goes. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I don't know if I can stay up for both episodes. Uh, <clears throat> it's a little bit later. For I know you're more of a night out. I have to uh, get up in the morning, unfortunately, uh, and I cannot. I'm 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 old. I gets past my bedtime, but I'm gonna try to at least watch episode nine because uh, uh-huh. I feel like I really have to see what happens after. Um, this episode with sharing Carrie down in the, in the murder basement. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see it. I've, uh, I've heard, was talking to a friend who has watched the whole season. Oh yeah. Um, she made sure not to spoil anything. She has not given anything away. She's great, but she did give me that little teaser. She was like, you're, we're going to have to talk after you see episode nine because <gasps> holy shit, it's bonkers. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm just good. It's good to know. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait. That, that just makes me happy. I can't wait right. to, to see episode nine. And cause yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I want to know how this show could get any more bonkers. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> how could they possibly, and that's probably just a really dumb question. I'm probably gonna just be blown away maybe maybe i hope i'm blown away but you know um how how can they actually amplify how bananas you know because it it already is that's awesome i can't wait question like where where do you go from here oh i'm sure they'll figure something out they always do they always do like they really blew me away i think with um you know season two and you know with what love did you know there and i was not I didn't see that coming. Um, so I don't know. And with it being the penultimate, penultimate episode, I'm sure. Um, yeah. They kind of always pull pull out all the stops oh, for the penultimate. So, oh boy. Well, now <laughs> I'm going to make a, an effort to stay the hell awake. At least for that, for that one. one. Yeah. <laughs> at least for that one. Hell, who, you know, I can, I can dial it in at 75% tomorrow, right? I don't have to be at a hundred, right. right? That's how I'm always <laughs> like, I have to watch both episodes every week, even though I have to be up early, at least early for me. Uh, <laughs> 930 is really early for a person who usually doesn't like do things till the afternoon. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh, I miss those oh. days. Yeah. So not really anymore. Still, but I'm like, I still have to watch both episodes before I go to bed. <laughs> it's not going to. Yeah. I was like, ah, who needs sleep? I'll be fine. I feel like I'll I can grab energy drink on the way in. Yeah, I'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'll just, I'll, I'll just 75% will be just fine. Yeah. You know, if you, if you do too well, then they expect it all the time. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Okay. Well, sorry. I'm totally digressing. Um, <laughs> everybody's like, God, just shut up. Get, get, to the top five already so yeah. let's let's do that let's um get to the top five Pake, what is your number five for these two episodes all right uh i was trying to think of i had a lot of little points and i'm like ah but that kind of ties into this too much and it's like it's, oh, it's a lot of my tie-in too it's okay it's okay we'll, so, we'll, we'll cover it so it's kind of <laughs> the number five is more just kind of a random hodgepodge of thrown together thoughts but uh just marianne and mm-hmm. some stuff going on with her who joe is still incredibly fully obsessed with um sure we, is. we have not changed <laughs> his course of, of thought at uh-uh. all since the last we, we since we last left off it's gotten um, worse all right so he's there and he meets 
Juliet, he meets her daughter for the first time. And she was immediately like very distrustful of him and was like, does he have to come and like not answering his questions? And I was like, oh, this is going to be things she can read people a lot better. But then like they were out and about in town getting her glasses fixed and stuff. And then the little I spy bit. And I was like, I, I guess she just <laughs> the distrust of Joe didn't last very long. Um, OK, but it does still play a part because she tells her dad, tells Ryan that they were together, which mm-hmm. causes a whole mess of stuff, which I've got further Oh yes, we're going to talk about Ryan. Directly yeah. about that, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, really big thing with Marianne is the way that she protects Joe. This episode a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Joe's wanting to keep love away from the gala because it's like the worst thing he can think of is the two of them, Marianne and Joe, in love, meeting each other because he's like, love's going to know. She's immediately going to know what's going on if she meets her. Of course, in comes Sherry to, <laughs> you're going to be the caterer. I've got such a great job for you. Yay. Mm-hmm. I love that Joe's mild panic when <laughs> he finds out that's what's going on. Like, um, okay, awesome. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be great. Everything's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and then again, Sherry not only brings her in as caterer, but then is the reason that Marion and Love end up sitting together at a table talking for a little bit. Joe is again just dying on the inside but that's where I was I was talking about with Marion like protecting him because she does a really expert job at quelling suspicions from love because she sure did you know, talking about like oh you, you must be the boss that Joe always talks about and he's like yeah I know I'm a hard ass and I you know I have really strict you know expectations and and then when love says something like well he loves working here even whenever you make him stay late all the time which of course is not a thing but but Marion picks up on that. It's like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I have him do a lot and he happily does it and then makes up this live. Like, you know, I'm seeing somebody right now and we're in that phase where I'm constantly hanging out with him. So he's covering my slack all the time and just expertly lays it on to like cover any scent that, that love could be thinking. Something it was, was a going good on. cover, man. She kind of gives it back to him. Like, I, I didn't like having to lie to her, but she did on impulse right away. Like she didn't want to cause problems between Joe and love, not even knowing that love is a sociopathic murderer who would probably definitely tear her throat out if she knew what was going on. She, so, yeah, if she, she would stay far, far away from her. If, if she had any idea right. uh, who love really is. <laughs> um, and then of course the other thing is her being, you know, being chosen as a finalist, for this illustration contest that she drew that picture for last week, I think when we, in the last two episodes we were talking, but then of course, you know, congratulations that I did not submit for, uh, mm-hmm. she's like equally pissed off at Joe and excited with the opportunity at the same time. But then enter fucking Ryan, which again, we will talk about more. Yeah, we're talk about uh, that dude. You know, and she can't tell him this good news, which it doesn't matter because he ruins it anyway. Man, Joe, handle this guy, please. But uh, she's just distraught throughout this whole, like these two episodes really was even like all the little good things that are happening are overshadowed by her fear of what Ryan is planning, what he's plotting, what he's doing. And she's got Dante running her through court prep and asking all the questions the judge is going to ask her and really being hard on her. But he's like, that's because you're going to have to get, you know, it's going to be intense and you Mm -hmm. prepared for it. Because he even says he's been trying to adopt his husband's kids for like three years and he knows 
how tough the legal system can be with that kind of stuff. So he's, you got to be prepared and you better be ready for it. And then strangely, she asks Joe to be a character witness, which seems a little risky with Ryan involved. Maybe she purposely Uh, wants to piss him off and it's like a little jab knowing it's probably not going to pay off for her very well in the end anyway, but I thought so too. Uh, I thought it seems a little risky considering, and then especially because she was like, you know, there can't be anything between us. And I know she doesn't understand. Like she just thinks her and Joe just have like this little infatuation. They have feelings for each other, but she doesn't really know like Joe's obsession with her. Right. And how far it goes. Uh, And she doesn't, understand that by saying something like that to him how that kind of fuels that obsession right um i and i think that because i was like well why would you ask him like you've been saying no we have to keep our distance it has to you know like you you stay in your lane uh because my ex will just find a way to twist all of this and make me look bad but yet i would like for you to be a character witness and i thought why would you do that but then i thought well you know she says later you know because of him i don't have any friends like the only yeah. people i i know are associated with are the people that i work with which includes joe so i thought okay well maybe then she's feeling like he's a lifeline you know we've gotten to know yeah. each other you know me and it feels safe because she doesn't have any other friends besides like dante and someone else she might work with so but i thought oh man you're you're making it worse by asking joe because then he's like yeah. oh you know you need me and his whole <laughs> yeah what you she know, said was will you be a character witness for me what joe heard was you're the only single one person <laughs> who i can trust and I give you every, all of my life in your hands. And you're the one for me forever and ever and eternity. Please be my savior. That's what he heard. Exactly. <laughs> it's so funny how he twists every little word and every little gesture. Whenever he's, uh, whoever the object of his, of his obsession right. is each season that it's been someone different. It's, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. Kind of what, yeah, that was just my point is some of the Marion storylines, what's going on with her. Uh, she's got a lot of shit to deal with. She's got a lot to deal with. Her life is very complicated. And actually, Joe and Marion were my number five as well. Um, you know, just in general about their attraction to each other. You know, I, I, I feel they do have a little bit of chemistry, but I feel like I'm having a hard time really kind of connecting with it and really buying, I guess, Joe's deep obsession and attraction for her. And maybe it's because we didn't see the buildup, you know, like an entire season of buildup of, of him obsessing, following her, stalking her, having a relationship with her. It seems so rushed. And I, and I don't know. I mean, it, it, it might be fine. And I think it maybe fits with the season and how uh, the, the main obsession that we started with Natalie died in the first episode. And then there were a couple of episodes where there, there wasn't a specific object that he was focused on. Uh, and then it jumped to Marianne later. Uh, I don't know. I was having kind of a hard time with that. And um, I, I will say one thing though, quickly about Marianne while I'm thinking about, cause it just popped in my head. Um, she is in the new uncharted movie. Oh, really? Tati. Gabrielle, I guess is her name. I think she sometimes goes by Tatiana. Um, plays an entirely different character. I will not say or spoil anything, but plays an entirely different character than Marion. 
but she was great. And That's the awesome. movie was amazing. FYI for anyone. Yeah, really good things about it from a lot of different people and sources. So That's yeah. Good. Cause if I you're, like the games. So yeah, I did to see, I definitely will have to check it out. I, I encourage anyone who's a fan of the video games. I I'm a fan. Um, and my daughter is a huge fan as well. So we were like, hell yeah, we're going to go watch it. And we did. It was great. You don't have to love the game or know the game to enjoy it. Cause I think there's plenty there mm-hmm. just for anyone who's like, well, if I'm not a fan, I won't enjoy you will. Yeah, I think you would, but loving the game, uh, I think just adds another element to it. Awesome. So totally sidetracked, but just, I, I, I saw when she came onto the screen, I was like, Hey, like her hair's just a little bit different. So it took me a minute and I was like, Hey, I was like, Oh my God, that's, that's Marianne. How awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, just for anyone, if you're a fan of her, she is in that movie and she's really great, but an entirely different character, but very fascinating. I'll say that. I think you'll, cool. you'll, you'll dig it. Uh, pick. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Um, but you know, <sighs> What you were saying is right. Like the way that she unknowingly kind of, it's like she, she's playing a little bit of a, she doesn't know this because she doesn't know the real Joe and she doesn't know how he really is, but this kind of push and pull, you know, where she is like, no, no, we have to keep our distance. And, you know, my ex will take this and, and use it all against me. Uh, But then at the same time, she gives him like a big hug. You know, when she's, you know, saying, oh, thank you for being a character witness for me. Thank you for being there for me to help with my daughter. Um, you know, so I don't I don't know. Their their relationship is a hard one for me to kind of buy into. And in his whole inner dialogue just really does, as always, crack me up because he's like, oh, you know, I'm in love with you. You know, as he's telling himself, I'm like, dude, you are not in love. You are obsessed. And just the lies that he tells himself just it's it's just mind boggling still that he still just doesn't see it um, at all that he's just obsessed with her and that it's the same pattern um, as always. So, but yeah, I think he said a lot of what, what I was kind of alluding to as well. So um, what is your number four? All right. Um, I, I wondered, you know, we try to go in like a chronological thing. And I was like, no, uh, number four, I'm just going <laughs> to jump right to the end where I just okay. call it murder time with a question mark because they didn't murder them, but uh, got pretty close. Uh, <laughs> but just that whole sequence was was great. I will talk about all the stuff that led up to that sequence later, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of this wonderful get together, um mm-hmm. A little bit of Hakuna Matata leads to Joe and Love having an argument downstairs. And during this, it gets pretty heated to where they kind of forget that Sherry and Carrie are hanging out upstairs. And we get Love just yelling out loud at Joe, I killed Natalie for you. Uh oh. Uh, it's like, did, did Carrie and Sherry hear that? Yeah, yeah, they did. And it was funny because, like, I just kept replaying it over in my head after the episode, like, trying to picture Sherry and Carrie upstairs in the room, like, being the messy, gossipy bitches that they are, right? Like, yep. they're up there just like, ooh, ooh, they're arguing. Like, ooh, you know, we got to listen in. We got to hear what they're saying. Like, totally. Ooh, we got to get the, got to get the good stuff. And wait, what the, what the fuck did she just say? What? <laughs> um, 
Oh shit! Play, play, play. Oh, they're coming back. Play cool. Play cool. You know what? Shit! 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 shit. Um, hey! Act normal. Yeah. Act normal. Right. Yeah. And I totally would too. I'd be like, ooh, <laughs> you know, let's let's go peek and and you know see what that drama is all about. And then right. wishing you hadn't because right. <laughs> now you're gonna die. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, immediately they're arguing, but they go from that after they realize what just happened. They are back as a team. As they got to make sure the Conrads didn't hear. Um, and I think Sherry and Carrie did a pretty decent job at playing it off for a little bit. But then Sherry's arm scratch tell gave her away. And then they had to share that look with each other. And it was like, yeah, okay. And they know, we know, we know, they know, they know, we know. And the fight's on, which Love handles Sherry pretty decently up in the room, I guess. You know, we have Carrie, like, you know, Love is screwed here, too. It's like, Sherry knows Krav Maga. And I was like, oh, too bad we didn't get to see that. Uh (laughs) I was dying to see the Love and Sherry showdown. Right. Uh, So that was kind of more off screen, but seems like Love did her job pretty well. But uh, Joe ends up having to struggle with Carrie, which leads to your predicted return of the bow and arrow situation. Like you said, that's coming back, isn't it? Chekhov's crossbow. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They get to have a backyard arrow fight that Joe somehow miraculously won. I I mean, you had to suspend your disbelief a little bit, you know, that Joe was able to overcome Carrie at all. The dude outweighs him by what, like 50 pounds or more. I I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not good at like guessing weight, but the dude is like got a couple of inches. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a couple of inches height on him and he is ripped. And we know he's like in really good shape. The dude got pushed off a fucking cliff and, and, and came back from that. The dude. Yeah. So how, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, the dude's never probably like been in a, like one-on-one like death situation. I'm guessing with another person and Joe has killed other people. Maybe that gives him a one up. I don't know, but I was like, come on, this dude could, I feel like totally take Joe, but whatever. Right. But yeah, gets his okay. lucky shot. <laughs> yeah, they, they managed to knock both of them unconscious and, you know, box them up at the bakery. Uh, yeah. Man. Uh, and I was like, as soon as they're in the box, right? Well, I mean, these two are pretty much impossible to release. So, you know, in advance, RIP, Carrie and Sherry, because there's no way. Even just like at the very end of the episode, it was like, how are they going to make it out of here alive? They're not, Joe. And you know they're not. I don't think there's any way. Uh, you know, and I wondered about that, too. It's in one of my notes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think if it's left to Joe and love that they would get out alive. However, you know what I think will happen? There's Matthew. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. There's, oh, that's good. Yeah, because, yeah, the face recognition, there's cameras everywhere. So there could be that. There could be Matthew or Theo that has seen what's happened and they find them. But I'm wondering if um, they'll find one of the hidden keys that Joe and Love. Uh, Yeah, because I could see Carrie just ripping that thing apart from the. I mean, what would you do? Right. If you're trapped in there, I would be ripping it to shreds. I would be like pissed and I'd be in a rage and I would be like ripping it apart. And I don't know. I mean, 
I think it would make sense for someone to have something hidden in there if you got locked up in there yourself. But uh, yeah. I, I bet one of them is going to find, especially like um, love, because she didn't hide hers very well. Joe hid his pretty well, um, but love yeah, had to be dismantling like the pieces of the wall. Yeah, uh, I could see him just throwing all of those like bottles and tubs and stuff off of the shelves. And yeah, opening that one and pouring the pa- like flour out and being like, "Oh, there's a key in here." Yeah, yeah if you just knock it over and it busts open, um, then because that's how love hit hers. Um, so I think they're going to find one of the hidden keys and probably the one that, that love hidden and they're going to get out and that's going to cause probably a shit storm. Yeah. It's probably a good bet. Uh, and you're usually right. So I'm going to say, yep, Oh, I don't out. know. Uh, <laughs> I have not watched the episodes. I know I said something a few episodes back. I'll just cop to it now that, um, made it sound like, cause I think you called me out on it and another mm-hmm. listener called me out on it that, um, I did not watch ahead. I don't watch ahead. I have not seen any of the um uh future episodes i only watched the two that we're going to cover but i had read something online about something about the nurse and um and joe and it was a little spoilery and i didn't realize it at the time um because it didn't happen yet it happened in like the next episode and um i realize that now um because i was like yeah that didn't make any sense that that didn't happen but i said it um didn't watch ahead so no i don't know um (laughs) but I thought I was like, oh, the keys, there's keys in there. And I mean, that's what the I, keys, not the keys, oh, not the keys. <laughs> but that's what I would do. I would start because I, I would be pissed off. I'd be get let me the fuck out of here because you yeah. saw Carrie like raging, which most most people do. Yeah. I think we've seen a couple of people like uh, bang on the on the walls and stuff. I would start tossing shit and doing whatever I could to try to like make mm-hmm. like weaken the I don't remember what is it plexiglass? I don't remember yeah, if we know. It's kind of like a bulletproof glass or something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I would still be trying whatever I could to try to um like try to find a weakness in it somewhere. You yeah. know, so I would start throwing shit everywhere that I could just to try to find a weakness, um, you know, to try to bust out or something. So I don't know. I, I think they're gonna find it. But yeah, that's right. We got Matthew and Theo, which we'll probably talk about, but um that could be a good possibility too. Yeah. It's but, shit's getting real, man. <laughs> I did like at the end, of course, you know, they this whole episode, that whole episode eight is about their relationship just falling apart and knowing it's over, basically. But then it ends with once they've got them in the box, then that <laughs> reignites some sparks. Uh, definitely gets the wheels turning. Your love language. Again, it's that, you know, the family that slays together stays together. Uh, swinging wasn't doing it, but kidnapping and plotting murder. Mm, that'll that'll get things going uh yeah like our love language is violence yeah uh (laughs) you know um if that's if that's what it takes to keep your relationship fresh and together you know who am i to judge um (laughs) just a random note that i've I've thought about throwing in my notes the past couple of weeks and then just haven't because there's like a little throwaway thing when they're in therapy and joe was just like oh the bakery's doing so well and there's so many customers and i was like i've not seen a single like every time they show the bakery love is in there alone and all the tables are, i'm sure it's because they're filming during covid stuff that they couldn't have a packed bakery with extras but it's just for me as a viewer to be like 
it always is empty unless like somebody is walking in there with a specific purpose. So in this episode at the end, when Joe walks into the bakery and some other random guy actually walks out, I was like, I think that's the first time I've seen an actual customer in there. It wasn't somebody else like in the story. <laughs> there was a scene and I can't remember exactly where it was. Um, there was a scene though, where it showed the outside of the bakery and there were people mm-hmm. sitting outside. Uh-huh. There was like two or three tables and the, the tables were full out side the bakery okay, so yeah <laughs> you are right i th- like the inside there's never anyone in there and i'm like how is this business thriving right they said that in one of the other episodes when they were talking to the therapist oh business is great it's thriving and i'm like really yeah so again like i think it's just they filmed a lot of this during covid lockdowns and yeah and they can't have a lot where of people they can't be filling this small room with a and- bunch of extras Maybe but, it's yeah. more of a grab and go kind of thing. Uh-huh. Too. Maybe it's, you know, people are just ordering a box of muffins or scones or something and just grabbing and go, taking them home or taking them with them wherever they're going and not necessarily yeah. stopping too. But there were people sitting outside, so we'll give her that. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that's that's about it. But yeah, they uh, found their way to connect, mm-hmm. reconnect, and that's by... Uh, having another near-death experience and knocking the shit out of people and locking them up in the box. Yeah. Um, You know, that's one thing that I like about this season is how well Joe and Love work together. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's, you know, how are we going to hide this body? Um, You know, digging up graves, um, you know, or even when they're playing charades, we got to see them play some charades. They did great right they were they made a great team um you know when they realized carrie and sherry are onto them they work really well together you know because they were like immediately arguing like they were in the thick of it and and it was like love just all of a sudden forgot that she's accusing joe of having a new obsession like she doesn't know who but she's like i know you like you were not thinking of sherry that was not Sherry. you were not thinking of me i was not the one turning you on you are obsessed with someone else and she has immediately forgotten about that to you know be able to deal with the whole carrie sherry situation but then she immediately forgets it later too like she's all like i'm so glad we're together because no one gets me but you and um but anyway, um, but I, I I like that better. I like when Joe and, uh, and Love are working together because yeah. it's fun to see them like play off of each other. Um, I like that better than this whole uh, my sex life or our sex life is boring stuff. Right. <laughs> no. It was anything but boring this episode. Um. <laughs> no, not boring. All good stuff. All good stuff. Um. Well, since you jumped into that, um, let's let's bring it back uh, a little bit and talk a little bit about Ryan. Um, So Ryan um, has become another problem for Joe to solve. And I and I I just I thought, oh, well, we know how this is going to go. Right. Because how how does he normally solve his problems uh, when he's trying to help his uh, objective affection he kills him he takes him out puts him in the murder basement you know whatever um and i thought when he didn't do that and he he goes about these other um devious ways of totally ruining ryan's life um i was like is joe showing growth by not okay. killing him <laughs> I mean, is, it, is joe learning what yeah i mean um 
forcing somebody to relapse who is an addict is still a pretty fucked up thing to do. Oh no. But oh no. It's not murder. I, so it, it might be a step in the right direction. I do not disagree with you <laughs> at all. Cause that yeah. is also what I was going to say is like, you know, in talking about, you know, like, um, cause you know, thinking about what he did to Benji, you know, in season one and, and you know, getting rid of him versus Joe is like, well, I'm not going to murder you. I'm just going to like ruin you. Um, but yeah, I mean, drugging someone that's in recovery is like the lowest of the low and like the biggest piece of shit thing that you can do. Uh, and and we know Ryan was never on the wagon, right? Like we found that out. But when Joe did all of this stuff, he didn't know. Right. You know, he didn't know until um, after he had already like doped up his protein um, powder that that he wasn't in recovery and that he had never stopped, you know, doping up and stuff. I'm like, that is terrible. Now the whole flattening his tire, changing the batteries out on his, um, uh, you know, um, alarm clock and stuff. Now that I thought was funny, like things to like fuck with him. Great sabotage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if, if you're really just wanting to, like, if someone is like, so, um, routine specific and you can like fuck with them and just make them, you know, rage. Um, then, okay. I could, I can get down with that, but yeah, the whole doping of his protein powder, I really didn't. That was, that was terrible. And, you know, I'm actually surprised. One thing that I thought was funny that, um, I was surprised Joe actually had that much Bitcoin to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that whole, that whole bit was really, was really interesting. Uh, uh, it was like, you know, uh, Joe gets this Adderall hookup from Carrie in the form of Tashin. Of course. Uh, I don't even want to know how and why Carrie knows this like 16 year old drug dealer. He need to hear they're there, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> the character of Tashin himself, uh, quite a, I, I enjoyed this kid because he's a great caricature again of like the hipstery stuff that I've kind of talked about with this town and the Marjorie yep. Linda kind of like overly progressive hipster thing, but as a Gen Z year. And so it was really funny to see, cause like he's a drug dealer, <laughs> but he mainly deals under the radar to people who are likely to be profiled by police. So it's, it's a good cause. And he donates his profits to the national Alliance for mental health and also, he only takes Bitcoin. <laughs> it's like, this is a wonderful, this is wonderful. Um, <laughs> <I know. laughs> I know. I was waiting for Joe to be like, what's Bitcoin? Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. <clears throat> so that was surprising. So, so yeah, totally, totally fucked up that whole doping of his protein powder. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this Ryan guy, um, big piece of shit for sure. And, you know, like I said, he, he, he deserves like some minimal sabotaging. I feel, cause I do feel bad for, for Marianne. I, I have some, uh, I mean, I, I like her a little bit better that she kind of woke up a little bit and was like, you know, you are married, you have a baby and, you know, I, you know, I can't do this and it's not right. So I feel, I feel better about her, you know, after, after that. So I, I want, I want her to have like a happy ending and I want her to be reunited with her daughter. So I really hate that this, her ex, you know, seems to have this relationship with this judge um, and that he manipulates everything that she does. Um, you know, when um, they were out, you know, you were talking about their daughter, Juliet, uh, who's cute as a button. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, 
like most kids, she knows what's up. I feel the kids have such a sense of like when someone is off and they really do listen to their instincts and she did not like Joe at all. And I think that could be part of what led to her telling her dad about them hanging out. Um, And, you know, she doesn't know that saying something like that could hurt her mother's case, Um, you know, because why would she? Um, And it was confusing to me why having a coworker drive you to have your daughter's glasses repaired can be taken so wrong. Like you can't be friends with someone from the opposite sex or work with people that are the opposite sex. I mean, I guess I get it. You know, custody battles can be super ugly. And I mean, she is right how they can really twist things to look bad. Um, Especially if her friends is ex with the judge, Um, which, you know, Ryan is. And so I don't know. Um, But I thought it was funny that when he called out Joe's invisibility cap. (laughs) I like that. It's like, oh, no, Joe has just realized he is now it's now been revealed to him. That the ball cap does not make him invisible. Like what? The world is shattered. You um, can see me? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wait, what? What am I going to do now? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. This Ryan guy, he's terrible and he sucks. And I really, really want something bad to happen to him. I, I don't think he deserves to die or anything. But, you know, I did like the whole you know, fucking up of his life. Yeah. So I don't know. Don't like him. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, gosh, I lost my count. Was that three? Uh, that was your number four, four? I believe. Okay. What is your number three? Um, I'll go ahead and uh, take that as well. Cause I had that as one of my points. So I'll move it to there is Ryan just to, tack on if I had any extra uh, notes about him. Again, we talked about a lot of it, but of course the big like reveal again, being that fact that, you know, Joe dopes up his protein powder and I like how he has like, you know, how many shakes does one man need? And then they bring that back to the fact that he's constantly drinking protein shakes because they're all laced and he's constantly high. He's just dosing himself all day long to stay at a certain level uh jeez i can't imagine man uh so again like the sabotaging and everything it all works perfectly except for the part about his sobriety being non-existent uh so he Mm -hmm. terribly inconvenienced ryan but he didn't actually do any real damage uh but yeah ryan is using their relationship and every little thing he can to keep throwing all these speed bumps in Joe's obsession, but also for Marion's custody battle. And probably like, again, one of the worst things he does is <laughs> during their uh, little uh, swing party where he gets the phone call or Joe gets the phone call from Marion, where the worst person on the planet, AKA Ryan has released all these explicit photos that he has of her to all of her contact list, possibly ruining her chances with the illustration contest and all kinds of other things. Yeah. Which is a horrible thing to do. Such an asshole. And then leaves her in that position where she's like, even so desperate for something like she's asking Joe to come over. And unfortunately he has to decline <laughs> a little, uh, sidetrack preoccupied, <laughs> yeah. got a swing party happening in the next room. I can't just drop everything. Yeah. But I mean, this guy is terrible. He puts her through so much. He is, the most manipulative, conniving, controlling 
trash that we all know and hate. Uh, oh, well, yeah, I, I have some exes in my past that are very much have some very similar ca- characteristics. So, mm-hmm. yeah, recognize the red flags mm-hmm. for sure. He is yeah. a huge piece of shit. Yeah. And then the last thing you did mention a little bit was, you know, they do have the hearing. Uh, Joe leaves love to deal with the Conrad situation for a little bit as he goes to the custody hearing and it goes really, really well until they realize you know, they see Ryan and the judge are being all chummy afterwards. And it's like, well, fuck, obviously all for nothing. It's it's for nothing because yeah. it's got an end. And yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what method I would say needs to be used, but he does need to be stopped. <laughs> yeah. He needs to have his life ruined in some way. Like mm-hmm. um, he needs to be exposed, I guess, for, you know, what a piece of crap he really is. Yeah. You know, and, and the fact that he doesn't even really seem to care about his daughter, that she's just a pawn, um, that his mother is, uh, you know, his daughter's primary caretaker when she's with him. And it sounds like with him all the time, like Marianne barely got any type of visitation with her at all until recently, because she's like reopening the, the custody case. Um, so of course he's trying to look like a good guy. Like, look, I do let her spend time with our daughter and I'm a generous guy. Right. Um, but it's, it was terrible. I think that's probably one of the worst things, not just his treatment of Marianne, but like how he just doesn't even care about his daughter. Like she's waving bye to him when she's going to school and he's like on his phone and does just ignores her and shuts the door. And it's like, dude, um, mm-hmm. makes me sick. Just makes me sick. So yeah, I, I need this guy's life to be fucked up in some, some way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll a little bit of find revenge some for way me. to kill Sherry and Carrie and Matthew and Theo and everybody. And then blame it all on Ryan somehow and make it all work. And that'll be and it. bodies are piling up. <laughs> They're going to start piling up. And yeah, maybe just blame it. Just find a way to. Andre Linda's going to wind up dead. And it's like, and Ryan did it all. And we somehow have proof. And somehow <laughs> frame his ass for it, I guess. Yeah, that's that's not a bad solution. Maybe maybe you're right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. My number three, uh, I want to talk about um, love's attempt to reignite the passion. Uh, You know, she, she uh, read the article, not quite thoroughly uh, that Sherry had sent. Cause of course, you know, things seem to be going a little bit better between Joe and love. Um, But you know, Hey, sex life is still not, all it's cracked up to be. And that's a bit of a bummer. They're still a young couple. And, you know, just because you're married, just because you have kids doesn't mean that has to stop. Right. Um, and um, it was, you know, definitely relatable. Some of the things that love was talking about. So, you know, she, she does try something a little new. Uh, you know, Joe comes home and finds her all dressed up. She's got this beautiful, skimpy little black dress on. And I swear, um, I'll never catch all of his lines. I would spend way too much time capturing all of his lines and inner monologue, yeah. but you know, he, he's like, you know, what happened to my wife, you know, as he comes walking and he's immediately suspicious. <laughs> Did kill somebody else is trying to distract me from that. <laughs> oh, it's in my neck. 
I did get that one. I did get that one because she must have killed someone and she's trying to distract me. Yeah. I don't know. I can also say I've never had that thought. Um, like, why, why are they being nice to me? There's they're up to something, but never that, never that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's, you know, wearing the sexy outfit. She's smelling nice. And of course, yes, he's like, she's up to something because this doesn't happen every day. Right. And of course, she decides to be really extra nice to him, mm-hmm. you know, by not just dressing up and showering him with some attention, makes him a great dinner, um, but also giving him a very welcome home. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right there in the kitchen. Um, and he, it doesn't go so well because, ew, he took care of himself in Ryan's house, ooh, which risk right yeah, did he uh, he's he's already fired off all his rounds the clip's empty uh, yeah nothing's <laughs> in the chamber my man right. <laughs> um but yeah ooh, d- in ryan's house did did he did he did he clean up after himself or something because you just don't want to go leaving your dna all over the right. place uh sheesh joe um but yeah he's already taking care of himself all the rounds have been fired in the chamber um and and to Marianne's pictures, which he was scolding Ryan for having, but yet mm-hmm. it's totally fine for him to use them for his own pleasure. God, oh, Joe, yeah. it just ah. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I felt really bad for Love, you know, because um, you know, he's unable to perform. He kind of, you know, tries in a gentle way to kind of that's eh, not not really a great time, and of course that's I really hard for a woman's ego it can totally bruise um your ego you know just speaking um for myself you know um that 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 can be hurtful um because you feel you know rejected and you know feel like if you know if my guy didn't you know i would feel like if that were me in that situation you know my guy doesn't find me sexy you know if i can't like finish him off or even get him to that point, you know, it totally makes sense. It's not okay. Not saying it's okay, but it makes sense why she would then just immediately go into Theo's arms when he comes around like the next day, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I still don't really like their whole relationship. I don't like the whole, you know, Joe and Marianne thing going over here and the whole love and Theo going on over here, but yet they're pretending to be like a perfect married couple. It's just icky. Um, I get it. It's for the show. It's drama, but it's still kind of icky, but it totally makes sense because, you know, then, you know, she gets some validation, you know, that she is attractive and that she's wanted, you know, sexually. Um, so it's easy to kind of relate to her in that moment being, you know, like a young mom and like, you know, Hey, I'm still me. I'm not, you know, just a mom and like this autonomous, like being anymore. I'm still human, um, and sexual and like Joe just like completely ignores her. Cause he's so obsessed with Marianne. Um, and it sucks. So I felt really bad for her in that moment yeah. and totally kind of saw, um, what she was trying to do and felt bad when that failed. So I'm like, Joe, what are you thinking, my man? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was, that was just my one little point. All right. Poor, poor love. And of course uh-huh. we see what happens later when they try to really kind of up the ante in reigniting the passion, which 
sure we'll talk about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your number two? All right. Well, before we get to all of the upping the ante, uh, <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, I'll, I'll go to kind of a, a side story in this. It's pretty big still. And that is Dottie. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, She's actually my next point, too. So go right yeah. ahead. Yeah. Um, first thing we see of her in these episodes, uh, she just shows up drunk with wine bottle in hand already, walks in, grabs a glass out of the cabinet, and just starts pouring into it. Uh, she going through her divorce at the time. So, I mean, understandably, she's in a bad place and she's distraught. We find out that her ex-husband took Anavrin, the store that they had in L.A., yeah, and this vineyard that she just bought to like be able to provide for herself and be her own person. Her husband took that from her too, so of course she's distraught. She's angry. Sucks. Yeah. So you can't blame her for that. But then it's she's still being awful to love and basically mm-hmm. just telling her, you know, your marriage is going to be the same way because you and Joe are terrible for each other. Which I mean, she's maybe not wrong, but also the way she goes about it is just love doesn't want to hear that and you know tells her enough with that and enough with the drinking with the wine and she just you know walks off mad at her she's also throwing theo in her face which again i mean kind of do that to yourself love but uh (laughs) yes but it would be nice i mean her mom is like so toxic like she's not like supportive at all and tries to help her and be like, you know, hey, we, we got to talk about this and you need to, to stop or whatever. She's just like toxic about it. That's yeah. that's the thing with Dottie. Yes. Um, and then she just kind of gets worse. She keeps going. It's more just mental breakdown throughout this episode. <laughs> she She's sure does. Constantly drunk. I mean, she has that point where she calls love and was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. And she's drunk then. It's like, what are you talking about? No, we already have a, a different sitter for Henry. You're fine. And then she starts lashing out at her with you. Oh, am I not good enough anymore to, to see 40 and, you know, you're taking my baby away from me, you little bitch. And it's like, she legitimately thinks that this is 40 reincarnated. Like she has gone mm-hmm. completely off the deep end. And she's like, you're taking my baby away from me. Um, and then it all kind of comes to a head where uh, Dottie comes and takes Henry from the babysitter Love finds that out. Uh, Dottie is just wasted, blasted, uh, kidnapped her grandson and took him on a drunk driving field trip through a taco drive through and a little family bonding through some grand scale arson. Uh, But the the poor girl in the drive through line. Oh, don't worry. He's not a baby. He's the reincarnation of my son, 40, and he loves a good taco. Wow. The girl's Uh, like, ma'am. This oh, is a taco this... restaurant. Hey. <laughs> Ma'am, this She's is Wendy's. Like... No, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just, oh, this is, wow, crazy. I will say that is one freaking cute baby. Um, oh, he was so oh, cute. God. Yeah. But yeah, um, and somehow she manages to get out of this ordeal with only rehab. Again, Joe makes that joke. It's like, note to self, <laughs> be a rich white lady. <laughs> With a lawyer good enough to get you only rehab. It's pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. Pretty accurate. Uh, Of course, yeah, rehab. But then she also, I guess, more the worst punishment she gets is from love herself. Where she tells her that she can no longer see her or Henry ever again. We'll see how well that sticks. Uh, Love has laid down the final straw line on her mom so many times this season that I've lost count. And then she keeps showing back up. So 
we'll see. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, one, I don't blame her for cutting her off. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that is an extreme that you don't come back from. Oh man. You know, Dottie really needs to get her shit together. Um, you know, and I don't, I don't blame, you know, I, I, I get that she's completely devastated, um, by her circumstances and the breakdown of her marriage and the divorce. It can be absolutely brutal, absolutely brutal. Um, but I think that love tried to be sympathetic with her, but Dottie's just so freaking toxic. Um, that she's incapable um, yeah. of being other thing, anything other than what she is. And I don't blame love for saying that she can no longer be a part of their lives. Yeah, not at all. And mm. she put a baby in danger. I mean, to me, that's just point of no return. Right. You know, you know, if, if someone had done that, Oh my God, I don't want to think about it. I mean, I'd, she handled it way better than what I would have because I would be like yelling and I would be like in a rage. Like, how dare you put my child in danger like that? What the hell are you thinking? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she wasn't, and she was only just thinking of herself, you know, right. as much as what Dottie wants to say that she's, you know, loves, you know, Henry or 40 as she keeps calling him and that he's all that she has. Well, do better, you know? Um so yeah, that that was despicable. Like, what the hell? And then the next morning, Joe gets to take her to rehab, uh, where he, in his mind, refers to her as uh, Medusa-in-law, which I like that. Uh, <laughs> <So good. laughs> but yeah, before we are done with Dottie, if we don't see her again, at least for the rest of this season or for a while into the next season, whatever, if she's gone for now, she makes sure to leave with <laughs> with dropping quite a little bomb on joe and uh, not what i expected her to drop yeah you expect her to be like oh by the way love is fucking the kid next door yeah that's what you that's what i was waiting constantly on that but no uh she drops this bomb about how james which is love's former husband uh for those who are not remembering i'm pretty sure it's, it's kind of obvious but just in case um because last season in season two Joe and Love have their conversations. We get a little backstory of James where uh, he had cancer and, you know, they wanted to have kids, but then he had cancer and it was kind of hard on them. And they realized like, you know, their relationship was never, you know, their marriage wasn't going to be what it was supposed to be. And then he died and it was a whole sad ordeal. Now, apparently they were already fighting and James was already discussing divorce before he even got sick. And then after he was sick for a while, he went into remission and was supposed to be doing better. And then yet he still died, which definitely is concerning to joe (laughs) in a lot of ways so it's just like i would you know mark that down as coincidence or an unfortunate thing but i know who love is so uh that is that is a lot of red flags yeah um i don't listen to our podcasts at all and i was trying to rack my brain Cause I couldn't remember exactly when we were covering season two and we had learned that love had been uh, married before. Um, and then we had the flashback cause we were like, Oh, she was in a relationship before. What did she do to him? Uh, yeah. You know, did, was, was she involved somehow? And then we got the flashback and found out that he was sick. And I thought, Oh, maybe then that felt, felt like it resolved it for us. But I couldn't remember if we were still kind of suspicious of her or if, or if 
we kind of landed on, oh, okay, no, she didn't. It was, um, you know, really his illness, but um, I don't know. I, I think it, Dottie, you know, threw some doubt on there. And of course, I mean, it's Dottie. So how much do we believe her? Right. You know, um, I wonder though how much, as much as Dottie loves to throw things in love's face with a lot of things, I do wonder though if if Dottie still has held on to. It. I wonder if she knows the truth about their old the au pair, pair. which is which is funny again. Think about Victoria Pedretti because of like haunting a blind man and blind all hair. that with the yeah. au pair and the twins and yeah. it, they weren't they weren't twins, but uh, but still like the the two kids with the au pair and you know <laughs> they're. I was like, it all yeah, comes back to parallels as that was going on, but yeah, but still that situation where again, you know, Forty spent his whole life thinking he like went into some weird blind rage and killed his au pair, didn't realize it, but then really love like knocked him out and then killed her and then just made it look like Forty did it, and then their family covered it up anyway. But I wonder if Dottie has always kind of known that it really was love and keeps a tab on her because she knows what she might be capable of. I don't know. <laughs> well, then you think she'd do better to not risk uh, her son's or her grandson's life. If she knows what love is capable of. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your shit together. Then <laughs> or your daughter might murder you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, I look, we know who love is, right? She uh, has murdered people. Uh, so it, there's there's definitely, I think, some reasonable um, belief to that. Um, but I'm also just very distrustful of Dottie at the same time. And that yeah. she, um, I think she's pissed at love. I think that she would say something like that to get back at her um, because she's like, you know, I'll get you for this. She was very much like, you know, you just wait. And she was feeling very vengeful to love. And I wonder if she could say like again i fully believe love could be capable of of this and she could very well be right but i do think that she is looking to um completely ruin uh love's relationship and and somehow toss a wrench in it um by means of saying something like that to joe and throwing doubt on their relationship and totally ruin the whole thing and i think she just wants love to be miserable because she's a mm -hmm. terrible human being and a terrible mother Dottie, not love. Yeah. I mean, love is I mean, a terrible. Love's person. not mom of the year. Either, no, but. I, yes, yes. You're yeah. I didn't mean it that way. They're, they're terrible, different people in two totally different ways. Yeah. But yeah. Shoof. Oh God. I mean, you know, I no stranger to mother issues myself, but, um, you know, can be thankful. I've never had a mother like Dottie. Jesus. <laughs> Well, she was uh, also my number two, and I think uh, I think we pretty much said everything I had to say um, too during that conversation. So let's go ahead and jump into um, your number one. All right. Uh, Are we going for it? Do we need to like throw a warning out to the to the listeners? Just, uh, oh yeah, I'm trying, <laughs> trying to keep it as clean as possible. Uh, I think we'll be all right. It'll be but, tough yeah. for me. <laughs> But yeah, as as the uh, all American rejects would say, swing, swing, permit. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah. 
we we the is it the sixties because it is swinging in here. Um, yeah. And even in episode seven, uh, Sherry comes on really strong right out of the gate. I didn't realize it on the first watch, but on my rewatch and like really taking notes and stuff on my second watch of the episode, I I was picking up a lot more knowing where it was going, where she's like her whole thing. Our sex parts get bored of each other and, you know, teach you how to hack your sex life with this article that I wrote, I, you know, love didn't catch any of that at first either. Poor sweet so, love. Right. So innocent. Yeah. <clears throat> but then at the gala at the library is when sherry comes in real strong and make sure love gets it even if it means she's gonna have to spell it out to her very specifically but sherry and carrie are in an open marriage and are totally into swinging which makes me think back to the beginning of this season where they're at the party at the conrad's house and there was yes. another couple that shows up and says something about oh yeah they uh they have an open relationship. They're polyamorous and they like sleep with other people. And she was being all judgy about it. But then she kind of took note that love said something like, Oh, I, that's fine. I'm not, I won't judge them for that. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of like she a was test testing for the, the waters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Because uh, Sherry totally wants love and Joe to join them now. Uh and oh, so how then, far we've come in that six-month time jump where right. Sherry was just absolutely terrible and vapid, and now, <laughs> hey, let's sleep together. Right. Yeah. So Love and Joe, while talking at the bakery, uh, this, this conversation comes up. Love decides to bring up this swinging invitation from Sherry. She keeps it light and kind of jokey, but she's floating the idea out as something to at least consider or talk about. Seems like a non-threatening kind of way to like, I just thought you might find this interesting and oh, I'm not really that serious about it just to kind of feel it out. Right. Right. It's, it's like, you know, this is stupid, but like also, you, you want to, you know, <laughs> you know, if but I don't know, what do you think? I don't know. Ha ha ha. You know, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny or great? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, and then Joe, of course, you see him being like, really? All this like planning and like me trying to like find a sneaky way out of this relationship. And then you're just handing polyamory to me on a plate as a possible. It's like, what if we get really into this? And then I can just bring Marion into it. He doesn't say that even in his own thoughts, but I know it's immediately what he's thinking. It's like, this could be a, a loophole that, you know, I could exploit or worst case scenario, but also a good scenario for him is it's a great final wedge to drive between them to end their marriage uh, in a non-violent, non-murdery way. And I just have so many problems with that. It's so gross. Oh, it's I'm yeah. There's, I I had a lot of problems with Joe in this episode where I do too. It was a little disgusting watching him. Like he keeps like fake assuring love that their marriage and relationship. Oh my God. With the gifts and, and the sex and everything. While secretly he's like still despising their relationship together and he's going behind her back and trying to do everything he can. And then whenever this swinging situation comes up, he's like, you know, swinging is good for some people, but like if your marriage isn't rock solid, then it will end your marriage most likely. And we're not rock solid right now. So, yep, I need to manipulate her into choosing this so that it will end our marriage and she'll want to leave me. And and then I can be with Marion and I can do whatever I want. Yeah. It, yes. Thanks. Because that's, that's where I was with it too. Um, I just thought it was so gross um, because she's hesitant about it. Like she's hoping that this sparks, you know, their relationship back. Um, and she's hesitant about it and she's trying to feel it out. 
and unsure. And that's normal. That's normal. This isn't something that you think about lightly, you know, whatever, opening up your relationship and, and, you know, um, you know, kind of um, experimenting and such, especially when it's involving another couple or something. Um, And it's so gross that, you know, like you said, he uses this coercive control to manipulate her into it. Yeah. Um, And like I said, I know I'm not defending love. You know, she is a a terrible person too. We know she's fooling around with with Theo there on the side too. Um, And that's not right with as much as what she's talking about wanting Joe to be into her. She's, you know, having a couple of flings there on the side with Theo. Like she was, you know, kind of using that opportunity to get close to Theo um, to try and figure out what Matthew is up to. Right. Um, And it kind of gave her an excuse to like, oh, I'm going to like be able to flirt and do these things, but I'm doing it because I need to get this uh, information from him. Um, So it's gross. It doesn't justify her behavior, but it was so gross to see Joe behave that way. Um, Cause it's just, it's, it's, it's a big deal. This isn't something that you just do lightly. Um, when you decide to open up, um, you know, your, your marriage like that. And he's right. You, it's so important to have like a good solid foundation. Um, and they don't, (laughs) they do. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, it's, it's kind of sad. I felt really bad for love because you're seeing her like, yeah, the whole thing being like, I mean, we can give this a try because if it's going to save our marriage, while the whole time Joe's sitting here going like, I'm sabotaging our marriage and it's working perfectly in my favor. Which is, again, gross because I'm like, dude, you are married. You made a choice and you have a baby and you're just looking for any way to completely destroy it. So you can go off with your um, obsession that you think you're in love with, but you're not. And you're just willing to throw away your family. Like you have a family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I mean, he doesn't like the idea of, of hooking up with Sherry and Carrie. He hates that idea, but he is willing to sabotage this marriage and do things a certain way for Marianne even more. I mean, he can't stand Carrie at all. And then with Sherry, he literally thinks he says, yeah, I'd rather fuck a cactus. <laughs> it's like, man, uh, but he'll do anything to dismantle this marriage. Uh, man. Well, I was really hoping we get to see a little more of what Joe might do. Um, <laughs> I'm a little bummed. We didn't get some Joe and Carrie really uh, yeah action. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so just, just a I little mean, bit i thought are we gonna go there are we gonna is he because joe doesn't seem to be like he he i think for the most part presents as straight i don't yeah. think he's ever expressed any interest in uh you know male companionship uh so i thought wow you know is he open to that you know, is he willing to really go that far, um, you know, to, to, you know, pl- uh, play this out, this whole plan of his thinking right. that this is going to like disrupt his marriage and, and have a way out for him. I mean, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, he says you know, like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be open to anything or what he says to love. He's just like, you know, under the right circumstances. Sure. But how much of that is just, let me say the right thing. So this plan keeps going versus yeah i don't know if he really <laughs> would be super into that at all <laughs> i mean i don't know but but yeah it was quite the party yeah but quite the party they, they, they meet up with them 
beforehand to kind of discuss it. It was like, turns out all of Madrid is pretty <laughs> open a little bit. Uh, there's no names given. Everybody's got <laughs> this very hush hush with NDAs and everything. I said, I love the NDA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not even going to talk to you until you sign this first. <laughs> and then the deal's almost set. Uh, love and Sherry, check. We're good on that. Absolutely, gotta happen. Uh, Joe and Carrie. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll, We're open. You know what? We'll, we'll, just we'll, we'll see what happens. See what happens. Yep. Uh, you know, Joe and Sherry. All right, you know, uh, not gonna happen is what <laughs> kind of what he says at first because he's afraid of what what love's gonna I say mean, love's like okay and he's like no she'll kill you uh he doesn't say that exactly but that's what he's thinking yeah um, rightfully so uh so yeah um it, but that's that answer is shaky enough to where she and Carrie are both immediately like all right we're gonna pull back and we're gonna wait for you to get on the same page and then we'll we'll talk later it's funny how uh, fast they bolted right <laughs> uh which i did love from carrie you know again we we've We've always been curious about Carrie this whole season. We've talked about it a little bit, and now it's confirmed. I love his line. Some don't understand that a bisexual man is a truly optimized man. <laughs> like, Great line. Hell yeah, Carrie. Good job. Uh, Own that <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they kind of get the plug pulled on it for that time. They're back home, and they're kind of loves doing a little, you know, role-playing, foreplay, teasing a little bit trying to just you know play with different things and then she flies really close to the sun uh oh yeah she's doing this like role-playing tease with joe but then theo interrupts that and so she just turns that into part of the game she just starts flirting with theo uh instead right there in front of joe knowing he's watching it kind of i was like you know playing up the neighbor boy fantasy with the actual neighbor boy that you really do like flirt and sleep with on the side in front of your husband. It's a real risky move. Uh, however, mm-hmm. at least to her, Joe kind of just played into it, but from her perspective, she was like, Holy shit, that worked. He's real turned on right now. Yeah. <laughs> Jealousy can sometimes be a good thing. <laughs> like, Oh, Hey, uh, someone else finds my wife interesting. And sometimes, um, sometimes it can work. It's a risk. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. It, it's enough for them to, to have a nice uh, moment for him to reciprocate what he did not allow her to earlier. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, that, swing, good, that was swing good. Is on. Good job. Back in the swing of things. Time to swing for the fences. And the festivities are beginning. The Conrads brought suitcases. Repeat, literal suitcases. Suit multiple cases. I had the same thoughts as Joe when the uh, like Sherry came in, and I was like, "Oh, well." I mean, maybe they're staying the night. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they did, you know, um, Henry was staying overnight at a babysitter's. They said their kids were away for camp, and I was like, mm-hmm. "I don't know. Maybe they're hey late night adventures. You know, they'll all just." crash together so i thought maybe it's just like an overnight bag or something mm-hmm. um, but then when carrie strolls in with like two more i was like whoa <laughs> what has what has he got what? even joe's like i'm afraid to know what stuff he brought i don't, I don't want to know <laughs> that was intimidating that was intimidating yeah. that that whole sex party setup wore me out i mean th- that 
that was so many dildos to have to take home and clean. Right. I mean, (laughs) how, how much are we, how in depth are we getting here that you've got an arsenal? Um, (laughs) I mean, you know, that's, that's great. But wow, I would be so intimidated and also a little bit eked out because look how many other people have those been used on. And look, you, you can clean things, but still, I think really hot water. So bleach, Um, (laughs) I don't think I could feel good about like how many other, cause they said, oh yeah, like everybody, like does this and it, they've kind of alluded to they've probably played with most people in the town yeah. at one time or another so it's like how many how many it's fine toys are great toys are but i, I can we just use mine on me and then you use yours on you and <laughs> stick to our own i don't know right. it would just i think <laughs> eke me out just a little bit I yeah. you can clean, but I, I don't think I'd feel that great about it. Yeah. Um, are we going to use all of these tonight? Or is it just like a buffet? You just kind of right. pick what just, you, you know, you know <laughs> whichever you cut is, is most fitting for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got that many batteries anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, we know uh, Joe and love go through a lot of them just because of Henry's own toys, but, uh, Different mm. toys, very different toys. Uh, yeah, Love and Sherry get to their flirtiness downstairs. We get the oh, compersion. Uh, <laughs> I actually knew what that was. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then upstairs, yeah, Carrie has taken Joe up there to show him. You know, he sees the arsenal, but then he's brought all of his supplements and stuff that it, we're going to make this a marathon. Uh, so he shares the goods and then he shares his goods with a look at my dick. <laughs> like literally just put it. It's okay, just, Joe. Look at it. Look at my dick. <laughs> Carrie. Uh, and then moves over to the mirror to uh practice a little self-love. Uh little which solo I, oh, mirror session. Yeah. I get it. I love Joe's monologue there. Oh, I get Carrie is Carrie section. I mean, I was um, very surprised that he he finished himself off. I mm. I thought he was warming up, right? You know, oh, no, he's planning getting, on getting. You know, because well, he what one of the pills he took or whatever is like make that reset time ready to go. Well, well I mean, we're is keep that going over and over all night? That's the plan, I guess. I I mean I don't I, I don't know I feel like went in I don't I, they're not that old um, by any means but past a certain age if they don't they I don't feel have the libido and you've reset only, timing of a teenager or yes, 20s person you've like, only got <laughs> so much in the tank and even with pharmaceutical yeah. help you, mm-hmm. you 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 you're kind of limited and why waste one on yourself when you've got other people there to entertain with, right. you know, I'm just asking the real questions here. Uh-huh. Um, right. I, so I thought he's, you know, just warming himself up. Carrie's like, just very impressive are, in a lot of ways, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess he, uh. he really is optimal. The optimal man. Uh, if he can, because Joe 
struggled. You know, yeah. Joe helped himself to Marianne's pictures there at Ryan's house. When he got back home, he ain't got nothing left for love. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe it was the pharmaceuticals that Carrie was into um, that it, it, it helps kind of bounce back a little bit. Um, if someone wants to tell me what that is. <laughs> right. That, some kind that, of testosterone pills or something. I know he had. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that in the, in the dresser or something. I don't know. Just on standby. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm like, why, why would you do that? But also uh, I thought of like um, something about Mary. Uh-huh. When, <laughs> <laughs> when they tell him, okay, it's been a long time since I watched the movie, but it, it's very memorable um, when they're like, why would you go out on, on a date fully loaded, man? You know, you got to release some pressure or, you know, uh-huh. so I thought about that too. I was like, oh, well maybe it's, you know, to, to make things last longer, maybe mm-hmm. kind of get that out of the it's way. A lot of buildup and this night. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, he did say it's a marathon, not a sprint. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he just, whatever he was taking was going to help him bounce back. But to me, I just thought, dude, you only got so many uh, cartridges in that chamber and you just, you know, mm. went right through one. But man, PG-13. yeah. The, the, the foursome column. Uh, yeah. They, they're in the bedroom all together at last. Uh, and it's, it's getting real loves watching Sherry and Joe. Sherry was right. Uh, she definitely is a screamer. Wow. Um, <clears throat> yeah right good good for her uh but yeah but love loses it and calls the safe word uh not because of sherry and joe no because like she we knows talked about she knows, well. she knows joe well well enough that clearly she just sees it in his eyes it's like oh you're thinking of another woman who is not in this room right now and that sets her off she's like nope mm-mm, we are about to hash that out right the fuck now which leads to what we already talked about. <laughs> Why? Why, love? Why do you do this? Why are you like this? You know, why? We've talked about that um, impulsivity that she has, you know, and she just cannot hold it in. Mm-hmm. And then here we are again, having to clean yep. up another mess. Yep. That was um, that was fun, though. It was... a. I mean, it kind of went in, a, in the bad way once uh, Sherry and Carrie overheard, but all that was some fun stuff. It was fun. It was fun to see them like do this whole loosening up thing, you know, um, you know, having their little toes. Yeah, which and... Joe is so awkward. Wasn't I that the weirdest us, thing? Is Penn Badgley just really that awkward or does he just play Joe that well? Because like he was even like. Uh, like he just like <laughs> made these like weird noises and like faces like i was like what was that um, <laughs> honestly at this point i think it's just um speaks to pen badgley's acting right. skills i think he he plays joe so well i'm gonna go with that i think he does a really good job with with joe um yeah, that was great. I was like, what are you doing over there? Um, are you okay? Yeah, you know? You're not doing the same thing they're doing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not okay. Um, but it was fun. It was fun. And I, I kind of felt things might go that way a little mm-hmm. bit. So it was kind of fun to see it, um, see it play out. All right. Um, what about notes? 
Uh, what about you? Was that your number one as well? Yeah, that was my number one. Gotta gotta take it out with this with the whole swing and party. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> Go out with a bang, multiple bangs. A couple of bangs. bangs. Not um, enough, not enough, in my nah, opinion. Cut way more too short. In the bangs, but yeah. You know, <laughs> <but> it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Notes. Again, we've talked about a lot of little things, but uh, I, at the beginning or early on in episode seven, I still felt a little scared for love when she's flirting with Theo through the window because Joe is watching her. I was like, I, even though knowing he's allowing it for this like ploy for information but still just this reveal of him like standing there watching her like oh no oh god it's like oh wait no this is this has been <laughs> agreed on that she can do this but still for a second it's just scary i don't trust either of them with <laughs> things no um not at all he makes the reference again of love spidey sensing his relationship <laughs> with marianne was like <laughs> Still kind of off-putting that you keep referring to your wife as a spider. Um, well, it's, it's that so, all season. just so terrible how he, um, I mean, I, I mentioned it earlier, just the whole, um, the way that he manipulates her and coerces her into, you know, um, this swinging lifestyle in order to destroy his marriage um, and to get out of it. Um, but um, he, he, when it's brought up, um, oh, is it okay if if Joe or sorry if Carrie and Love play? And he's like, yeah, I I don't care at all. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't know. It's just it, just so cold the way that he yeah he treats her uh, and and the way that he talks about her. Just it breaks my heart. His inner monologue when he's referring to Love, like he just doesn't have any thought about her at all, thought or feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Joe, and he's. A freaking sociopath so i mean but it's just it's just gross to still yeah. hear it you know oh yeah um theo sweet simple stupid theo oh, uh, yeah you know love invites him over to the bakery to get the info from him and immediately he's just like oh hook up got it um <laughs> Dude, i mean i guess he's 19 he's getting all these mixed signals horny 19 year old uh, and right. you know whatever yeah, and then she convinces him to to look into what his dad's looking at, uh, giving him this kind of excuse. Because she's like, you got to let me know anything he has on us. It's like, well, why? What would he find on you? And she's able to be like, oh, it's just, you know, anything with my family or me being looked into is just triggering to me and really uncomfortable. So I know it's not rational. And then, you know, plays off of his oh, emotions totally. for her. But yeah, Matthew's been working. Uh, he hires a hacker to get him away because he's already gained access to like every single camera in Madre Linda. Dude's got he, like 12 servers in his house now. Jesus. And he's he's hired this hacker to install like her own like algorithm or software that allows him to search through all of the camera footage by facial recognition. So by person mm-hmm. and also by dates and times and things like that. But he can literally type in a person's name and then any camera that has seen them that recognizes their face will pull up that footage. I don't know if that's actually a thing that can actually be done, but it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh. Honestly, with t- <laughs> like everything that I've seen um, with today's technology, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we know that there's facial recognition technology. I don't know if that can be applied to um, past videos and, and 
you know, um, images and things stored in the cloud, like we were seeing mm-hmm. here, but I, I wouldn't doubt it. Right. Uh, we talked about, yeah, love banging Theo again, go figure, uh, takes a great post-sex nap and wakes up to a wonderful gift from her thoughtful husband, uh, some kitchenware and her favorite donuts. Uh, <laughs> Probably the most thoughtful things Joe has done completely empty, right. but Right. He's just doing it to, to keep her on a leash. That's literally all he's doing. Yeah. He can um, play a good game when he needs to. Yeah. Matthew, just trying to figure out, again, it was all very secretive. Like, we got jumping back and forth to, like, what he was doing. Like, he looks up love, and then clearly he sees something. But we don't really ever get confirmation of what he sees. He does talk mm-hmm. to Theo later, being like, uh, what are you doing fooling around with the neighbor? So, clearly, he's seen Theo and love together. But he's also seen something else that has led him to believe that love is the one who killed Natalie, but it's not proof enough. So whatever he found, and he's looking at them leaving the bakery and he can see that alleyway. Yeah. They have loaded bodies in and out of the car. I don't know if you can actually see into the alleyway where the car is, but they're not a back freaking entrance to this place. Jeez. (laughs) Something a little bit more secretive. Yeah. Right, so, but he's he's on the watch of something. So, we'll see. Uh, he's yeah, he's definitely suspicious. Got the the guts to to confront Joe. He's he's pleasant about it for the most part, but I mean, it's definitely there just to to show. You know, he's he's suspicious, and he's going to go over there and see what he can catch Joe in the middle of while talking to him. You're cleaning up fruit juice at five in the morning. You know. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> I mean, he should have used the, I mean, I know he said, oh, I couldn't sleep, but he could have used the excuse like, you know, Henry woke him up or something or, right. you know, I mean, they do have a young baby and mm. babies wake you up in the middle of the night or yeah. you're up with the baby. That would have been, a, I think, a more better excuse than not yeah. sleeping okay, or I, guess... I was up all night at a swinging party. Yeah, you know, right. could, I was really jacked, you know. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Theo, my last note. Um, I don't know. I feel bad for him. We'll see what happens with him. I'm interested because, I mean, that's a pretty brilliant plan uh, for him to shut the power off and on. Yeah. In order to make it look like a power surge to (laughs) to get his dad to come out of that office and get him to come down and talk to him, which leads to him convincing him to head out and go get tacos for the both of them so he can sneak into the office and snoop around. But Matthew catches him. Yeah. Uh, that's where he says that he knows that Theo and Love have been fooling around and they get into a big fight. Theo's yelling at him basically, you know, none of this is going to bring Natalie back. She's dead. Just move on. To where he, like, gets mad and kicks Theo out of the house. He just, like, loses it and tells him, like, okay, you know, if you if you don't, you know, respect me or whatever, where he's like, you know, you're yelling at me, telling me to move on and let go of this and calling me crazy, then you can get out. Pack your shit and go. Just yeah, like, that was pretty damn harsh. That's where you know, like he's this that level of obsessed that he's putting it over his family. Yeah, and really troubling because I mean, he doesn't know what Matthew has on Love or Joe, but uh, and and now being kicked out, he's not going to be able to find that out. Um, so that's not good either. I don't know if he would know what to even look for. Um, seems like he's not the uh, computer geek his stepdad is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that 
will definitely make a difference where he's not gonna be able to spy and find out what's going on or how much he knows. I think that he knows enough, at least that he knows um, Matthew is suspicious of love, but he doesn't know exactly what he has and why. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Those are all my notes. Well, the only few that I have that we haven't already talked about, um, just want to kind of mention, um, imagine if that your mom tells you that your parents were doing anal. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't need to know the details. Mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, no amount of therapy would get me past that. <laughs> I, um, I don't know. Bleach my ears. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Can I? No, nope, that's just that just lives with you forever. Nothing yeah. To do about it. How do you? How do you unhear something? You uh-huh. you can't. Um, I've mentioned um, Joe's inner monologue, um, but when one scene when Marianne says, you know, she's like, I I said that my next relationship was going to be above board and honest, and he's you know, his internal monologue, like, Hmm, how do I get her? How do I manipulate her into thinking I'm above board and honest? Right. <laughs> his, Joe and his lack of self-awareness, I swear we've talked about it before. Um, so freaking hilarious. Um, I love it. Uh, I think that does it for my notes. We've talked about everything else. So let's go ahead and move on. Um, I actually do have at least one piece of news this week. It is not related to you, um, but in case anyone missed it, I mean, it was huge news um, a handful of days ago. Um, if no one was looking at the news or hadn't seen it and hadn't paid any attention to our um, social media because they did um, kind of retweet and pass it along, um, we finally finally after all of this time um got a premiere date for stranger things season four yes yay um ah! now that finally. i've completely forgotten everything that's ever happened i'm gonna have to do a full-on rewatch and recap oh my god right i mean it was like what <laughs> two years ago or something when we covered um season three and 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 had that um it's longer than that it, yeah i'd have to go back it feels it feels like a very very long time ago but anyway, um, so we finally know when season four is going to come out. The Duffer Brothers and Netflix did land on a, the decision to split season four in two volumes consisting of nine episodes. Um, and that's more than we've ever gotten before from Stranger Things uh, previous seasons. Um, they said with nine scripts, over 800 pages, almost two years of filming, thousands of visual effects shots and a runtime nearly twice the length of any previous season. Stranger Things was the most challenging season yet, but almost the most rewarding, rewarding one. The Duffer brothers said. Which makes me think like the episodes are all going to be like at least like an hour and a half long. aren't they? I mean, <laughs> That's what it sounds like, I guess we'll see, but Stranger Things uh, season four, volume one premieres May 27th. Volume two premieres July 1st. So that's not that long of a time to wait. Uh, I think it's interesting that they are doing it so soon. Um, And 
you know, giving a little bit of a break there. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Interesting. Um, Better Call Saul is doing something similar like that. Mm -hmm. Like um, they're going into season six right now, which is the final season of Better Call Saul, which FYI, if you haven't seen Better Call Saul, go watch it. It's so amazing. Um, But they're also dividing up their final season into two parts. Breaking Bad did that Breaking too. Breaking Bad did that too with the final yeah. season. Yeah. But I think you had to wait the whole year. I mean, I remember waiting, I feel like the mm-hmm. entire year um, for it to premiere. Um, they're going to do something sim- similar with Better Call Saul where they release the first part and then a handful of weeks later, uh, they're going to release the second half. So I think it's kind of interesting that a couple of different shows are deciding to do this. But anyway, super excited um, because I thought we're just never going to get that. We're just never going to know. We're just, <laughs> it's always just going to be out there somewhere and we're just never going to get to know, but they finally freaking told us. So mark your calendars. We are of course going to be covering it as if, you know, that's even a question, right. um, at all. Of course, we're going to be doing it. Um, so be sure to, um, stick around for that because we're, pretty damn excited i'm excited to finally get some stranger things um back in in my life and kind of see what happened after the cliffhangers uh from season three um and to add to that we also found out um not only when uh, season four was going to premiere and that it was going to be in two parts but that we're also getting a season five and season five is our final season yes they called it I've talked about it a couple of years um, that um, that I, I felt like season five was going to be it. Like yeah. five was going to be it. They never called it. They Duffer Brothers would say in the past, oh, we feel like we've, you know, four or five is going to be it, but it was never confirmed. It's now confirmed. We are getting season five and it will be the last. And I think that's the right call. Yeah, for sure. However, in that release, they also did hint that even though season five would be the end of Stranger Things, that they said that they do have more stories to tell in that universe and in that world. And they've done some of it already in like book form and pod- audio podcast form yes. and things like that. But as far as if there will be other like spinoff series or shows or something, movies, something to keep a mind, you know, keep a thought of a possibility because they're very totally. open. Like, you know, with the way that they like, phrase Some are that. very open-ended. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I would not be surprised if they did some type of spinoff or two and maybe in different forms, maybe not even um, in another show like on Netflix. But like you said, there could be uh, anime, there could be comic books, there could, I mean, maybe even a movie or something. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I feel like the they've kind of opened up a whole world and there's a lot of possibilities there. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of characters um that have been brought in side characters and things that are interesting that I think people would be interested to, you know, yeah. see or hear the stories. So they've released yeah. a couple of, of novels, books, and I bought like three of them. I've only read one of them still. I read the, uh, uh forget what it's called. Basically it's, it's Hopper and it's right. like him telling his story of like this big case that he dealt with in New York which was the reason he left New York and came to Hawkins, Indiana. And the whole book is framed around him, like sitting in the cabin with 11 and telling her the story. And I really enjoyed that one. And I've got a couple other ones that I haven't read yet. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. They, they had have left it kind of open-ended as far as their, 
you know, might be the end of the show, Stranger Things, but we might see um, more from that world. Edge of Town, I think is what that one was called. Oh, good title. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, big news, big news. We were we were doing the happy dance uh, here in my house uh, that day when we had the announcement. So um, so we hope to have everyone back with us uh, for that. And I can't wait to cover it, especially with yes. Pake. It'd be great. I'm excited. You haven't been here yet for, yeah. I know you haven't been here to podcast on that yet. So that'll be great. And who knows, we might have some special guests uh, joining us along the way here and there. Yeah. So awesome. Well, that's all that I have for news. Um, I definitely want to just kind of mention it because I know not everyone looks at our social media pages and, and might've missed it somewhere. So mm-hmm. in case you did. Hope that makes your day like it did mine. Um, oh, yeah. Well, let's get into our listener feedback portion. I'm really anxious to hear uh, how our listeners um, thought of these two uh, episodes. So, Peg, if you want to take that first one for me. All right. This first one comes from Don Elizabeth. Says, I hope it's okay for me to leave my comment for each episode in two separate posts. This is for episode seven. Well, I was fooled right at the beginning. Joe said that he wanted to be the best husband ever, and I thought he had turned a new leaf. But he went on to say, so that love wouldn't get suspicious about what's really going on. I think if he really wanted to be a good husband, he would be. When he is faking it, it <laughs> when he is faking it, he does it really well. But then, of course, we get Joe whacking off in inappropriate places and times. <laughs> he will never change. <laughs> no. That library gala was quite something. I thought it must be over the top. I really enjoyed the costumes and thought they were appropriate for each character. Dante reminds me of Hamish Linklater. Am I the only one? Uh, I don't know if I see it, but... Yeah, I don't know. But if you make that connection, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll call back to Linklater's always great. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, anyway, she goes on, uh, Theo's father's spy setup. Uh, Theo's father's spy setup is quite the thing. Yikes. And Sherry approaching love for a four-way was so creepy, yet love is definitely interested. Good for all of us who've been expecting this to happen based on all the subtle and not-so-subtle scenes. And then finally, Dottie. What a mother of the year. Burning the vineyard took me by total surprise. I think the kill list is growing. Marion, Theo, Ryan, I didn't even mention him. Dottie, Theo's dad. Who else will make the cut? <laughs> Anyone and everyone at this mm-hmm. point. Do we have a feedback for episode eight? No, it was not. I don't know. <laughs> Don, if I missed it, I apologize. I did look on the page and didn't see a separate post. Um, but um, I'll pick it up next week. Absolutely. All right. We did get an email this week from Gail. Uh, she says, hi, Pake and Rima. Again, we have two super packed episodes. Let's go. Questionable self-exploration. Love is trying to figure out what will make her happy and save her marriage. She first accepts Sherry's Stepford wife tactic of making your man feel in charge. I threw up a little in my mouth. I've got to say I did too. Uh, Love continues stringing Theo along, enjoying the naughtiness, but it's not enough. Next on the list uh, was Polly, Polly, Oxenfree, your turn to ride. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I need a moment. (laughs) Maybe a hint that this is not your bag is stashing a carving knife in the baseboard outside the bedroom, love. Of course, all this leads love to throw a very loud tantrum aimed at getting precisely what she does want. 
more victims for the murder basement. For all of Dottie's faults, and they are legion, she is right when she tells Joe that at her heart, love is a killer and everyone around her is in danger. Speaking of Dottie, she is also chasing what she wants, a second chance with the vineyard, a divorce, gratitude from her daughter, and raising the reincarnation of 40. It was tragically, painfully funny to see her literally take a match to her whole life. Good thing rich white women only get rehab. Self-destruction and chronic unhappiness are wired into her too, and she shines a painful light on how love will be her in 20 years. Love responds by ejecting her from her life. Matthew is also chasing what he thinks will make him happy. He's risking life in jail to ferret out the murder of his wife. When Theo calls him on how abnormal this is and how it will not bring Natalie back and that Matthew needs to accept and move on, Matthew ejects Theo from his life. Another truth teller tossed in the refuse bin. Theo is chasing a married woman who has a husband with serious anger issues. Theo is right about Joe being a total creep show, but alas, Theo is only feeling the ear of the elephant, so to speak. He doesn't realize that love is by far the more dangerous of the two. I wonder how that is going to pan out. Care to wager? Marianne is chasing custody of her daughter, but also is using Joe for support despite saying all the right things about recovery and living with integrity. Can you come over, Joe? Please rescue me, rescue me like the artwork, although you can expect me to protest about it. And finally, Joe. Oh, Lord, Joe. I just want to slap you upside the head as you used every bit of your internal monologue to manipulate and torture the person in front of you solely for the crime of offering you love and acceptance over and over again. I mean, love is a psychopath, but seriously, Joe, what do you expect to ever love and accept you the way she does? Or who, sorry, who do you expect to ever love and accept you the way she does? Which sadly is rather the point. All the manipulations and shenanigans lead to an epic battle and wind up with blistering sex in the murder basement. Yes, Joe, you fell in love with her during violence for a reason. Violence is literally the only way either of you connect to anyone. Um, she provides some laugh out, li- laugh out loud lines. It's just like writing a Peloton. <laughs> I'd rather fuck a cactus. Of course, Carrie is Carrie sexual. Until next week, cheers, Gail. All right, that was awesome. Oh my goodness. The uh poly poly oxen free, your turn to ride. Um, that's gonna stay with me for a while. Um, thank you for that amazing tidbit. <laughs> that was gold. Um <laughs> and I want that on a shirt. Um thanks, Gail. Um, Gail had provided some feedback, I think, a few episodes ago, um, which was absolutely fantastic. And I think um it was so insightful that I had um, just casually like asked like, wow, are you like a therapist or something? And she wrote back in her email that, yes, in fact, she is. Sort of that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, that checks because. Yeah. You're really good at breaking down and reading all of these character flaws and intentions and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, your, your feedback really stuck with me um, and was very insightful and um thought, man, you just, you really nailed it. So um, thank you, Gail, um, for that feedback and and the wonderful thing, other things that you mentioned in your email um, for us that I didn't read here. That was just for me and Pake. So thank you. Thank you for that feedback. Thank you, Dawn. Thank you for everyone's provided feedback. Um, It's always great to hear from you guys. Um, I believe we also have a voicemail as well. Came in the last minute. 
from our friend Greg. Yay. Yay, Greg. So let's see what Greg has to say. I know he's been awful busy lately, so I'm I'm really anxious to see what he thinks about either the season so far. I don't know what he's going to talk about, if it's the whole season or just these two episodes, but I, I'm really curious to see what Greg says. <laughs> hey, guys, this is Greg. Okay, with everything that I've missed so far, let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. All right, Joe is still crazy. Love is still crazy. Uh, both of them have either murdered or just about murdered or covered up for murder or there's a lot. I mean, you would figure we would have more dead bodies given the proclivities of these two, but uh, that shit's crazy. Anyway, uh, so these two, this is this is the Mad Hatter party and the swing and a miss. Um, I have to admit, I was like mildly uncomfortable watching swing and a miss. Like I'll just get, get to the point there. Right. So like I've absolutely been someone, uh, who's, you started reading something and like reading a book or whatever. I'm like, wait a minute, this is like romantic and sensual. And I'm like, I feel kind of weird, but you know, I can kind of get into it. This was not, this was, I, I felt like a voyeur and, I, it just did not sit right with me. Like sometimes I can kind of get into it. This, I could not, I just felt, uh, it was just, I felt really, it was not sexy to me. I'm sure that it could be, but, uh, it was, no, it was rough. Anyway, uh, I will try cut this off, but this, the, I'm really looking forward to finishing the season and, uh, sorry, I didn't get to you guys till now. All right. Bye. Well, we are glad, um, Greg, that you found some time to get to us. Absolutely. You've been missed. Always good to hear from you. Greg is great. Well, thank you everyone so much for your feedback. I'm really curious to see what everyone um, has to say about the next couple of episodes, because next week um, we are covering season three, episode nine and 10 um, of you titled red flag and what is love what is love baby, baby don't, don't hurt me, me. that's uh-oh yeah <laughs> that's the red flag I yeah. think. Uh, <laughs> the next yeah. line in that song is what makes me worried about that episode oh no <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so final two episodes we're wrapping it up um mm-hmm. so can't wait to watch them and see what everyone thinks. Um, but in the meantime, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to happen very soon. I think uh, we get <laughs> get this one wrapped up and done, and it'll call it great, and then get some pizza and break into those episodes. I think that's my plan for tonight. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm going to at least try to get one, and then I'm not going to be able to sleep because I'm going to think about the taco pizza that you mentioned that you're yeah. going to get um, so once we wrap. Thanks. I'll just have my margarita and out of bed. Um, well, we are excited for you to follow us into the murder basement, but until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange TCast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stranger TCast. You can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Deed on Apple Podcasts. We've been getting some really great reviews lately. That yeah, I always appreciate the really good reviews. And then 
Also, we talked about it last week a little bit, but the podcastica.com, it has been fully revamped and there's all kinds of fun stuff like a uh, mm-hmm. little synopsis of each podcast and all the different podcasts are broken down. There's like pictures of all the hosts of all the different podcasts and stuff. Jason really put a lot of work into it and it looks incredible. So I definitely want to applaud him for all the work he's put into it in the past week. It's awesome, Jason. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, he's definitely put the time into it and it looks really great. It's um, easy to navigate and move around. It's user-friendly um, and you can subscribe to any uh, of the podcasts there on podcastica.com. Um, and there's a lot of great variety there. You know, there yeah. is something for everyone, um, you know, with all the the podcasts that are under the Podcastica um, network. Um, if you like dark and twisty, if you think like things a little bit lighter and fun, um, there's, there's really something for everyone and you'll find it there. Um, and it looks great. It looks really yeah. great. So it's, it's nice to be a part of that in a little way, um, to, to be on that site. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, speaking of the reviews, we've gotten some really great reviews. Um, if, your intention was to like make me cry. Um, good job guys. Cause there's been some really nice things said. So thank you for that. Um, and speaking of, you know, great podcasts on podcastica Pake, I want to hear, um, what you're going to tease this week for, um, your and Daphne's podcast run for your lives. Yeah. On run for your lives this week. Uh, something we do, we kind of have seasons, so yes, reaching the end of season three, and then we'll take a couple of weeks or like a month off and then we'll come back. Nice. Um, and so these last two episodes, so the one up this week is before we do our look back special and kind of season finale, we always like to end the seasons. Our final movie of the season is always the next installment of the Tremors series. Oh, and so we have nice. worked our way up to Tremors for the legend begins. I'm a huge Tremors nerd. It's like my favorite guilty pleasure series they become just love it you know direct to video horrible messes of movies nowadays but i still absolutely adore them it's just i love and them I so think much that's great and for how bad they are they're so good uh so yeah so we're working our way through those to kind of our like last movie before we do our season finale which is just a look back at like our favorite movies and monsters and characters of that season Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so the last movie of the season will be Tremors Four, and that will be out on Friday this week. So awesome! If you're not subscribed and following Run for Your Lives. What are you doing? Go do that and listen. No to kidding. Our Tremors coverage when it comes out this week. I'm excited for it. Always love talking Tremors. That's great. <laughs> that's awesome. I love I love that you guys do that, and that's how you wrap them up. So yeah, be sure to check them out, guys. Yeah, thank you. Well, all right, that is our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, I'm Rima. I'm Meg. And our certified therapist, Gail, is strange indeed.